The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Bulls looking for some relief after two 1% declines to start the year on the NASDAQ. Yields are elevated again, though, as jobless claims come in at the lowest level since mid-October. Our roadmap begins with the big tech route. Mag 7 stocks in the midst of their longest decline in more than a month. Apple shares tumbling 6%, another downgrade today. Plus, watching pharma, Walgreens slashing its dividend, Lilly taking weight loss drugs direct to consumer and it's all about autos GM gets an upgrade Rivian downgraded and Ford set to announce its latest sales figures let's begin though with stocks trying to bounce back from another tough session S&P riding yeah. a three-day losing streak Jim back-to-back 1% declines on the NAS only happened a couple times uh, 1980 and 05. Yeah, this is we trimmed these stocks at the beginning of the year, and we did it because it just felt like this was one of the greatest runs ever and right into the last from the Believe it or not, even from when the Fed signaled that they were probably going to be done tightening, this, this MAG-7 still was up 11. Uh, you had the S&P non, you know, non-weighted, not, not overweighting Apple, they, all 500 equal. That was up a, uh, a couple percent more. So you could say that that had been doing better. But the groups underperformed. But the main thing that's happened, obviously, is everyone's just picking on Apple, concerned about handset inventories. Some people are thinking it revolved, goes right through the supply chain. That's Corvo and that's Skyworks Solutions. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, you're going to say, well, um, I, I heard that already. <laughs> but it sounds like that uh, harsh more. Look, it's a, these are rigorous pieces because, as I said the other day, I think Apple will go to 160 without a problem just because uh, China and because handsets are uh, in oversupply. But, Carl, it, Apple was up almost 50 percent last year. And everyone acts like Apple was disappointing. And if all of our stocks were up 50 percent, do you think we'd be sitting here? <laughs> like, we like, why talk about yeah. it? Let's just talk about the playoffs. I mean, yeah. you know, let's just be unbelievable if everyone's up 50%. Uh, Jim's referring to this downgrade today out of Piper, yes. where they do cut uh, Apple to neutral. Um, they go to 205. They were at 220. But as to your point, they also cut Microchip and Corvo yeah. and Skyworks. I mean, it's funny because Microchip's not funny, but Microchip just got the... The, the grant. Yeah, got the great grant from the Commerce Department. And by the way, that is a, a terrific grant because it's going to expand what they're doing in Colorado Springs and it's talking about Oregon. Uh, and microchip is the dumb chip, so to speak, meaning what we really lost in the supply chain, that whether it be for defense or for aerospace, were these chips that are called large form factor. And they're not the most up-to-date cutting. And that's what we're hostage to. So I thought this was very good. Commerce Department, once again, finding a way to do the right thing and make people feel that your tax dollars are going a long way. Yeah, we'll wait to see if those grants get finalized because they are in a preliminary yes, stage. but I would say that so far what I'm seeing is that they're focused on defense and aerospace. And that's good because talk about critical. I mean, when you pick up the front page, they're not talking about uh, what we're doing. They're talking about what's happening in Iran. And we, we obviously, if we're going to, like, try to stop 
the so-called rebels in the Red Sea, that's dumb chips. That's not high-end chips. Right. And to that point, uh, Micron does get upgraded over at Piper. Interesting, um, because that really is that yes. cell phone. And we had but, Sanjay on a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I thought Sanjay tells a very good story. The stock had dropped. I was surprised to see the stock was down at 82. Now, that does dovetail with something that no one's talking about, which is this Microsoft putting a... a the new button. A, a new button. Of course, now Microsoft doesn't do any buttons because the stuff is hardware, and the hardware is that's HP, which HP did not tell me about when I spoke to HP last. But that's Micron, and that's the AI that we've all been waiting for that AMD has said. That is the, okay, we press the button, and we get what we want. We make our launch reservations by talking to our PCs. Uh, first time Microsoft's added a button since 94, I and this would impressive. basically activate Copilot. Yeah, yeah. and you, when you speak to the people at, at Microsoft, Copilot's already making a lot of money. It's very hard to find anyone who's making a lot of money, and yet maybe AI's not a bubble because Microsoft's going to. Amazon, very involved. These new Meta products. Hey, Meta, look out. Everybody wants to say, hey, Meta, you're, that activates your Ray-Bans. But they've got a lot of AI. So AI is coming in to uh, the mainstream when you see something like this and it makes you feel like, wait a second, how can it be a bubble if Microsoft just put a, a key right. on your PC? Although Amazon earlier this morning was down 1%. That's the fourth day lower. It's just hard to fight some of these macro it headwinds, right? It, it, look, and obviously these are sources of funds. NVIDIA mentioned today positively, but that's a source of funds. But what I think is interesting is if you're going to put a button for Copilot on your PC, the reverberations for that are basically... Throw out your PC and get a new PC. Now, we've been waiting for a refresh cycle. This is the greatest refresh cycle in history. Because who, you know, what are you going to, like, let's say I come in and mine doesn't have a button and yours have a button. You think I'm going to allow that to happen? If you get the button, I want the button. And HP's probably going to have to do the button. And uh, Dell, you need to have, you have to upgrade your PC. Well, that is a micron. It also might be Intel, but then Intel owns a lot of Mobileye. And Mobileye was one of the fiascos of today. Good work by Ray J yesterday. Predict downgrading uh, Mobileye. There's a lot to cover is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Mobileye does guide uh, revenue down 50% year on year. Some excess inventory. Yeah, that's Um, a slash. Does does the labor data today interest you? We mentioned claims. ADP comes in solid. Challenger a little bit lower than the prior month. Look, we don't want... If you're a bull... You know, you just want to see data, which continues this idea that things are tepid and doesn't drive uh, the yield, the tenure past four, because then, then you can still stick with that whole wrap that there might be five, six cuts. That's a wrap that I simply don't believe in, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to trim at the beginning of the year. Because if everyone's leaning toward that way, that's going to be wrong. I mean, could we take out 4% on on, uh, on some, you know, we're take for the 30-year already over there, and the mortgage rates probably go back over seven. Uh, I just don't understand the six-cut thesis. I mean, it, not when you see numbers like that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of work being done right now on uh, on sort of the rethink of the Fed pivot. Uh, the just J.P. Morgan Treasury client survey, biggest drop in net long positions in a few years. I know. I know. I, it, look, look I, I think that a lot of people, there's a lot of inputs right now that are strange. The unemployment, obviously, a little strong. You know, the employment's stronger. But at oil seems to bottom at 70. You can count that strike against it. And yet coming in, uh, there was just this notion that the Fed was being with three, uh, not being straightforward with us, that they're going to do more. No. The, I, I see so many people come on air, and they, they keep saying that the Fed is not telegraphing. What, why don't they look back and see that Jay Powell said everything and then did everything? I mean, I, I, I find that Jay Powell is not hard to figure. He's not inscrutable. He's open. Three is three. Three right. is not six. Right. 
Uh, of course, that does come a day after we got the December meeting minutes, uh, where the Fed did say uh, in discussing the outlook, participants viewed the rate as likely at or near its peak for this tightening cycle, though they noted that the actual path will depend on how the economy evolves. Kind of a pushback against a Q1 or first half. Completely. I right? thought so completely. And look, there, there's room for construction. There, that's gotten... That's gotten less tight. And that's important because the home builders are making really good gross margins. Uh, it, it's not clear. I mean, I'll tell you, the, look, the underground story, and I know this from the business that I was in, the immigration has really made it so that there's an underground economy again, like we had before Trump. No one wants to talk about it because it's completely third rail. But the underground economy is making it so that the people who were uh, being paid uh, a very high price above minimum wage don't have to be. Now, again, I don't want to hire anyone who's un, you know, who's not a citizen or green card, but that's what that economy is not being taken into account by any of these numbers. So for tomorrow's uh, NFP print, you'll be watching, I can imagine, wages, right? And yeah, participation. Definitely. Yeah, because I just think, look, what did they really do when they pivoted? They said, look, we're no longer, it's not higher for longer. That's out. Uh, we're going to have to probably cut. But the time frame of the cuts is completely random to me. In, in other words, if the data says they should cut, they will. Uh, someone was on our air this morning says the Fed's not data dependent. And I wanted to, like, scream. <laughs> like, what, you scream at the TV as I well? Mean, I wanted to go put on, you know, like, um, soupy sales. I mean, I don't need that. They're not data dependent. Like, the whole thing has been data dependent. Like, why well, say stuff like that? You are what your record says you are. I mean... We have to deal with reality, which is they're data dependent and they're very clear. And what they're saying is that the data is really strong. We're going to take our time cutting it. Why is that so hard to understand? Uh, meantime, there's a bunch of micro news today, company specific. Walgreens, a good example, reporting right. before the bell this morning. Earnings beat, uh, slashing its dividend nearly in half, first time in several decades. And uh, CEO Tim Wentworth did speak exclusively with CNBC about that decision. We didn't uh, love having to make that decision. We actually thought it was incredibly important and responsible. And I will tell you, the majority of investors with whom I've met since taking this role not only expected it, but they actually are excited about the fact that we're going to have additional capital to invest in the core business in a way that stimulates growth again, because that ultimately is going to be the most shareholder-friendly thing we can do. You, he's a hitter. Basically, you tweeted that he's starting to work his magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone knows that Express Scripts, he was great, and Signy was great. And he comes in and basically just says, look, i got to do what, you, what I said I have to do. And if anyone was surprised about that, you know, they were probably in some sort of Musk flight to Mars. We don't know that for certain. But I just think that Wentworth, sometimes you have to take, a, you have to take the CEO's credibility now, I thought Roz Brewer had done previous CEO, the one who quit after three years, less than three years. Yep. She come from Starbucks, where she was very, very good, but the Walgreens challenge, and she went headlong in health, which I don't think was bad, but that's really what Tim's strength is. I think he will be terrific. I look forward to, to talking to him again when I'm out at J.P. Morgan. It, look, healthcare and tech are so on the red-hot quiver right now, but healthcare's on the upside, and the techs are on the downside. And it's very, very important to realize that the techs are sources of fun, and healthcare is very interesting to people. Away from where the, where the treasuries are. Yes. Uh, by the way, you can watch the whole Wentworth interview on CNBC.com. That's fantastic. Uh, Jim mentions healthcare because you got 
you got the Walgreens news. Right. You got Cigna news yesterday on this Medicare Advantage business. Right. You got some upgrades of Merck today, a downgrade yes. of Pfizer. Yeah. And we got the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference coming on. Oh, next week. my. I mean, you know, look, Lisa Gill's going to be on, on my show tonight on Mad Money, and she runs the greatest conference of the year. And if you're interested in healthcare, I think they, my staff set me up with 27 interviews. <laughs> 27, 20-minute interviews, I'm like looking at the intervals, and I'm realizing, okay, can the sleep, take the red eye back, bring the executives <laughs> home. But one, one thing that is certain is that that has been uh, where people really, some people break news there. I was there when Medtronic announced a shortfall, and it's like, it was one of those things where it's like, huh? No. Uh, and it was very tough. Was that coming out of COVID? Uh, no, it's just several years ago. Uh, but it was like, I'm saying this is up-to-the-minute news stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, David Ricks, who is so great and so clear. Uh, if you read the statement today about ZepBound, which is, of course, their, their weight loss drug. We're talking Lily now. It does sound oh. like he's trying to streamline the process. But, Carl, a, an end-to-end direct healthcare experience, Lily Direct, is something that's new. But I don't want to say it's necessarily an enemy of the chain. I, I want to say that Lily has made it so that you've always been able to get it and uh, at all different places, but most most important is it's twenty five dollars uh, with Coke, Smith and our Coke. So, for viewers okay. wondering if there's liability for PBMs, your answer is no. Well, look, I just know that when Lilly did it, it's when Lilly did its migraine drug, they chose to be unlike Amgen. They cut out the middle guy and just gave it to CVS. I know because I'm I'm on the drug and I I get it from McKesson, which is from. Amgen, and I remember fighting Amgen, saying, "Listen, can I please get it at CBS because that's be refrigerated." And you know, Lily was basically saying, "Listen, we're going to make it so it's easy, uh, easy to get." And so, uh, what I'm taking away from what Rick's is doing is he's saying it's easy to get, which could mean maybe you can go to Teladoc. We'll be seeing them next week. It could be that you're going that you can go to Amazon. When I saw to Andy Jassy, he was trying to say, "Listen, we're going to be a major factor in." the distribution of drugs this year. But whatever, the real takeaway is they're going to make it easier, but at the same time, they really want to crack down on people who use it for cosmetic purposes and crack down on counterfeits, which I thought was surprising. Yeah, the statement there, very clear uh, that it is not for uh, cosmetic use. And just an aside as to what a big consumer story it is, David Ricks of Lilly on the Today Show this morning, here's what he said. It's a critical part of how the site works. These drugs need to be used under the supervision of a physician. And we're just offering more choice in that regard. This is about patient success. Our sales will be the same either way, whether we sell it to uh, CVS or Walgreens or sell it on our website. So their point is this is for a serious disease. Yeah, uh, look, the, the thing that you knew that they had to say that, but uh, because the, the goal is not to make it so people look thinner. The, look, it's about blood pressure. It's about statistics, which tell you that you are obese, which therefore you are a candidate to die earlier than people who are not obese. I mean, just like one of the things that people don't understand about these drugs is that the sotto voce is that diet and exercise doesn't work. Uh, doesn't work for most people. Uh, that people try it and they fail. Now, it is true. Uh, the Wall Street Journal had a great piece that said if you exercise five to eight, uh, five to eight hours a week, then you can have a, a four-year increase in life. But for the most part, the, and this is heresy to the community, but the people who prescribe these drugs just say, look, we know that, that diet and exercise has not worked for obese, and we got to get obese down because of blood pressure. 
these are blood pressure drugs. And they're drugs that are meant for a lot of different uses. But for the most part, they're about cut, you know, how to lengthen people's lives. Right. And people are taking it for, uh, for cosmetic purposes. You know, Lily doesn't want that. I mean, Lily wants to lengthen people's lives. No healthcare uh, provider, no, uh, no Cigna wants to give you a $25 copay and say, listen, it's better to look thinner. There are a tremendous number of drugs. And I, I, I'm speaking to, uh, to Bristol Myers next week. There's a tremendous amount of drugs, including the current schizophrenia drugs, that put on a huge amount of weight. And what they're really targeting here is what drugs add weight that we can take that weight off by using this drug. What people have not been able to reduce their weight by diet and exercise. And there's just so much, so many lies and mistakes about what this drug's about. Right. It drives me crazy because Eli Lilly's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, the forcefulness of the of the statement today uh, makes that wow. pretty clear. Uh, got some news in the auto business today. Ford monthly sales. Let's get to Phil LeBeau for that. Morning, Phil. Good morning, Carl. We have actually Q4 sales for Ford, and much like General Motors, not a huge increase, but it was an increase for Ford, 0.8% increase in Q4 sales. But listen to these numbers, especially when you break out hybrids and EVs, hybrid sales. And we've talked about how Ford has an underappreciated hybrid business, up 55.5% in the fourth quarter. EV sales up 27.5% as they increase their production, particularly with the F-150 Lightning. ICE models. Now, this is interesting, guys. This is where you see hybrid and EV sales replacing ICE model sales down 3.5%. So again, Ford overall for the fourth quarter up 0.8%. And guys, we also have the numbers from Motor Intelligence in terms of overall EV sales and the EV market share. Remember, Tesla has dominated this market really for, for from the beginning. They created the market and they still own it, but it's down now to 55.1%. Look at Hyundai Kia, underappreciated how their EV sales have grown and uh, they're doing quite well, actually. Then you have GM, Ford and Volkswagen. Bottom line is this, guys. This will be the year when we see how much the other guys, and I'm talking about the non-Teslas, can ramp up production and cut into Tesla's market share lead. By the way, with Tesla, Model 3, Model Y, they are 51% of all EV sales in this country. Those are the two Goliaths. You know, they're in charge of EV sales right now. But, Phil, great reporting as always, and yesterday it was amazing how you talked about the Japanese. I was like in awe of them, but I do think that maybe you are right. We bear down on Ford and trucks. They seem to be doubling down on what they're great at, which means they're making it so that they're going to make a lot more money than we think. I agree, Jim. And, And here's the thing. When you talk with Ford dealers, it's not like people are saying, I don't want the F-150. F-150 still dominates sales. It is the best-selling vehicle in this country. Once again, 47 straight years. What you are seeing, Jim, is the discussion with buyers, at least amongst themselves, you know, or with their spouse or whoever, saying, okay, I want an F-150, Carl. Do I buy the ICE model? Do I buy the hybrid? Maybe I buy the EV, although for some that's still a bridge too far. The hybrid is hot right now with the F-150 because people are saying, I want greater fuel economy, Carl, but I still want the F-150. And that's what you're seeing here. Very exciting. I also know, let me just ask you, I know we've got to close the cutaway, but I don't care about that. Um, (laughs) It it doesn't matter that Ford is winning in a country like Australia where they compete against the Chinese when it comes to trucks. Does that matter? Well, look, you could make an argument that it's a relatively small market. I would make the counter argument. That, where were they 
just 10, 15 years ago in Australia. I mean, they used to be the main sponsor of the Australian Open. They were a big deal there. That, that, that faded away. Now they're number one. That s- says something about the strength that they have over there that they're trying to build in Southeast Asia. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, not to mention just the unit sales for last year, which I know Phil mentioned last yeah. night. Uh, third consecutive year, the U.S. consumers spent half a trillion bucks yeah, I mean, on new cars. People don't understand. Like, the auto market is gigantic. It's incredibly important. It's right about Tesla. Uh, but I do say that, look, my charitable trust zones Ford, and it, it's been tough lately, but Ford 150s are tough. Uh, Phil, thanks. Uh, Let's take a break here, take a look at the pre-market. We'll get to a pretty solid batch of upgrades today, including GM, Home Depot, Amex, Verizon, Allstate, Dollar General. When we come back... From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the bell. A lot of eyes on Amex today. Yeah, shock amount of news flow today. Look, I would just want to focus on this J.P. Morgan upgrade of American Express. The reason I want to do it is because this stock, this Steve Squeer, who's unbelievably good, this stock has gone from here to here. I think you're late with this upgrade, but they are talking about how it's more affluent consumer base. What bothers me is right here, Steve Squeer was talking about how it's an affluent consumer base. He is just such a good CEO. He was trying to distinguish between how his uh, group of customers, including, by the way, Gen Z, Gen X, are doing incredibly well. Finally, he's getting credit for it. Well, Carl, at 186, I don't know. I prefer, say, a Raymond James downgrade of Mobileye the day before Mobileye. I don't want to say that American Express shouldn't be their top pick. I am saying, where were you? Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. Goldman does make it a top pick. Yes. The upgrade from J.P. Morgan. Their point is that it's offering you shelter from pressure on consumers for whom savings is dwindling. It is true, but one of the things that Steve Squirry has mentioned over and over again is our consumer is not the same as the Capital One consumer, which got a downgrade today. All I am saying is, is that American Express is a premier franchise that is finally getting its due, but this is like a lot of stocks that I've seen. You're buying it after the parabolic, not before. Mm, a lot of charts that kind of look like that. Yeah, we'll take a break like here, get the opening bell in just under four minutes. Don't go anywhere. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 
Well, I get a quick mention of oil prices here continuing to move higher, approaching 73 amid the rising tensions in the Middle East. We mentioned this Libyan uh, oil field protest there. That's 300,000 barrels uh, right there alone, Jim. Although Morgan Stanley today says these OPEC cuts might be extended for the whole year. Yeah, they might. I, I think that there, some of our American companies are making decisions that basically saying, listen, it's time to be able to get a little more oil. And the APA, Apache buy of Cal and Pete, I think is very smart. Cal and Pete, lot of oil. Uh, these American companies are making some really shrewd moves for if oil stays higher. They're ready. They're ready. We will watch to see if 70 was any kind of medium-term bottom here. Let's get the opening bell and the CBC real-time exchange. And the big board, it's a national board of review of motion pictures wow. as uh, the award season's going to be approaching soon. At the NASDAQ, uh, Athletic News uh, covering the fitness and wellness sector. We should maybe mentioned Peloton How and this like that TikTok, TikTok partnership. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was good. I know that Peloton has been a forlorn stock. Anything that makes it so that there are more subscriptions is good. The stock is up nicely today, up 5%, but uh, they're not making money, and I've been very... Uh, adamant that you don't buy any stocks that don't make money on bad money. If you call that a lightning round, I say, sorry, don't make money. And when they do, I'm all over, even if you have to pay 8 9 A 5% move on Peton. Uh, Planet yeah. Fitness gets a target upgrade over at Ray J. Well, I'm glad. I, you know, Planet Fitness is one of those companies that at the beginning of the year, they tend to do very well. The stock's had a bit of a move. Uh, I, I think everyone's still mystified about the change in CEOs uh, uh, because we never really got an explanation. Sometimes that happens. We, there's like a new CEO, and we kind of say, well, please tell us what happened since we had that other CEO on 10 times. But they were reluctant to do that. I think that's a shame. I think the clarity on those kinds of things do matter. Um, what did you make of, we mentioned sort of the, the, the burst of upgrades today of names like Depot and Dollar General and Allstate? You know, look, I, I think that the Home Depot makes so much sense. I was going back and forth with my friend Stephanie Ling today, and we just think that Home Depot, 22 times earnings, very hard to beat. I thought the Sherwin-Williams downgrade yesterday was wrong. Uh, if things are going to get better uh, and, and stabilize and we get to a more normal demand, you do want to buy Home Depot. Now, I, I'm a, I have a harder time with Dollar General. Now, why? Uh, Dollar General's got a new CEO, Todd Vassos. But when you, you know, I go to my Dollar General, it's like I took a picture of it yesterday for Twitter, uh, for X, I'm sorry. And it's like, could I please have aisles filled with things, please? I mean, come on. Let's get it filled other than with uh, uh, Haribo. A lot of Haribo, yeah. but you know, knockoff Haribo. <laughs> and that's a nod to my executive producer, uh, Regina Gilgan, who says, you don't say it's Haribo, it's Haribo. <laughs> but I do find that when I go to Dollar General, I would like to see a couple things for a dollar that are general. Yes. Um, yeah, consumer names getting a lot of attention this morning. Uh, yum. Gets cut at Stiefel. That's yeah. about China. Uh, they go to they go to a cell on painful. pizza as well. Painful. I, painful. I, I think that, well, by the way, I think Domino's has got leadership and it's doing incredibly well. Uh, it, but they like that. It's okay. Um, it, you know, it's funny because you take a look. Russell Waters did a fantastic job at Domino's, new CEO. But the, if you take a look, the one and Wingstop is doing very, very well. But the one that is just an untold story, Chipotle. I mean, they like Chipotle. Chipotle, I mean, yeah, I made a stand on Chipotle when, remember, Chipotle had a horrible health issue. I remember that. Issue. I do remember that. Yes. And I'm like saying, and I said, I looked at Taco Bell, I mean, looked at some that had had health issues before, Jack in the Box, and they come back, and people were just like, oh, give me a break. Chipotle's finished. Well, that, that, was, that was about 
1,800 points ago. That's a great company, Chipotle, and they offer superior product, and people feel they have price sensibility. Brian Nichols, really great. Jack Carta, the uh, the CFO, one of the best CFOs in the country. That's just a really well-run company, and it doesn't surprise me that people are still recommending the stock. A lot of work being done on inflation, food away from home yes. versus at home. The spread now, the widest in about five years, more, much more expensive relatively to go out and eat, which is why ConAgra is kind of interesting today, where volume was soft and then pricing flipped negative. Yeah, ConAgra is just, I don't think, I don't like the product lineup. Now, I know that uh, Sean Connolly, he, he's done a good job, but you know, your stock tells you how you are. I want to flash Brinker versus that, where uh, Kevin Hockman is offering you something that, Co- Kevin Hockman went upscale. And that's what he wanted. By the way, largest seller of margaritas in the country. What? That Yes. Now, that's a good business. When you break down a margarita, that does not, I happen to know the numbers for margarita. Uh, you know the spirits. That's a real business. good yeah. business. Yeah. Food, not so good. Margarita, whoa. And he's the largest seller. He's also delightful. I'll ask you all the people in the restaurant business are just a blast. Um, the other piece in that in that universe is this Reuters story that Carrefour, the big UK Whoa, company, pushback. is going to push back on Pepsi pricing, where they just don't think they can move those off the shelves. No, and I, I thought that was incredible because if you look back, what uh, Rich Glanty, the incredible CFO at Costco, would tell you, that the only thing that Kirkland could not knock off, which is their house brand, Coke and Pepsi, they failed. They could not go against those two. Best brand names. I, I, by the way, Frito, great brand name. So I don't know. Car for good luck. I think you're going to have a hard time with that. I'm going to go to the guy who has Pepsi. Interesting. I went immediately. I said, oh, let me call you Johnson. I said, oops, Whoops. Disney. Yep, yep. Move to Disney. And everyone should know that there are certain, like I, like I like to talk to CFOs. They're just fabulous. And you, Johnson, was always like, okay, tell me what's going on. Well, now he's at Disney, <laughs> and I think there's more of a news blackout at Disney right now <laughs> yes. than there is at Pepsi. Uh, but look, Raymond LaGuardia, the CEO of Pepsi, I, un, unsung, really sensational, ready for the car for onslaught, believe me. Well, watch banks today. Uh, they are one of the sectors that is uh, in the green. B of A today, Jim, says prepare for an overshoot on some of these names like uh, Truist, UBS, Key. Uh, they think the PE could go back to pre-pandemic. I looked at true. I mean, some of these stocks are young. I had I had Huntington Bank shares on. I also happen to like, by the way, First Horizon, which got a bid that's for twice where the stock is. And I had Huntington Bank shares on. And I, just, and I was like, I was saying to Steve, Steve Steiner, what the heck is your stock that doing yielding five? And he said, could you tell me why my stock's yielding five? I mean, th- there's a consensus building that the regionals are the place to go. Uh, remember, we're almost one year from the date when they were all kind of, you know, really crushed. Yep, yep. Uh, I do like Truist. I really like Huntington Bank shares. I really like First Horizon. Those are all that I've got my arms around and just say, you know what, yield safe, really interesting. Uh, if David were here, we might talk about a second upgrade for Verizon uh, yes. and an upgrade for Timo, as wireless is getting some eyes uh, these last couple days. You know, the pricing is stable. Pricing is stable. Now, I, now, if your pricing is stable, you can go. That means that the Verizon yield is fine. That's been a, a real. Uh, that's been a terrific stock to own. It's just quietly going up. I like what Mike Siebert's doing at T-Mobile. I tried to press him to make it so that we can get the Vision Pro, three thousand dollar Vision Pro, uh, from Apple as part of a deal. I'm going to keep pressuring him. He keeps ignoring me. I don't care. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, Everybody's down, downgrading Apple. It, never talk about the Vision Pro, as if it doesn't exist. Yeah, this has been a recurring thing well, with you. Because if they get the right price and you're able to watch a game with Vision Pro, it's like being on the 50. Uh, 
uh, for the Peacock, right, uh, yes. wild card games. And all you're doing is being worried about getting hit by a football. Because it like comes out like, whoa, like I was watching MLS, like, chow, 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 you know, like, wow, the shots were coming at me all over the place. And I was in Vision Pro. And then I was going like this, and it was doing what I wanted. Now, I look, when you say, hey, man, it's really cool, because Mark Zuckerberg, who, you know, takes some of the money that he just sold and gives he it to no, some shares. he doesn't do that. But I think Meta is also very AI-oriented. Zuckerberg's got a sense of humor. Yeah. People don't get that. Well, your it point, extends beyond the bunker. Your point on Apple potentially reverting to 160, I mean, uh, we're, we're back to 180 almost. Yeah, well, look, it's, you know, the long knives are always out for Apple. I mean, yesterday's downgrade was they lack innovation. Now, how did he make that? How did he do that? He said, Siri, please go to ChatGPT and give me the complete one. I mean, she's going to talk to me. Uh, but, I mean, they, these are people who you have to pry their cold, dead hands from their Apple, and yet they don't like Apple because it's, it's, it, it, it's not inventive enough. Right. I mean, what does Tim Cook have to do? I mean, honestly, you have this device that I, mean, I, I forgot my wallet like four days ago. And I realized, what the hell is my wallet? Yep, I got this. Why would you need it? Like, why do I need than, my wallet? Yeah. I mean, like, here's my wallet, and this has got like 10 times what my wallet has, okay, right here. But it's not inventive, and Tim Cook is a, doesn't know what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, it did sell at 29 times earnings, which is higher than we're used to. There is a possibility that the service revenue is capped, like we saw in the downgrade yesterday. I'm not so sure about that. And, yeah, China, I mean, no one knows what's going on in China, including a President Xi, who I think has very little knowledge of what's going yeah, on in his own There's country. actually a really uh, thick 50-page report today on Apple's uh, reshoring process, where well, they think they're—I think it's Cowan. They're just yes. getting started in moving the, the chain well, out of China. I don't want them to move it here. I want them to move it to India because right. that is the country of the future, and they're trying. Uh, they, their supply chain is perhaps the most complex supply chain. So you always hear these people say, "Well, we just got this word from the supply chain; it's not doing well." We they know much more yeah. than that. And what's interesting is to watch the Dow sort of shake off the Walgreen effect. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, well, you know, you've got Merck. I mean, is there a day? Bob Davis is doing an amazing job at Merck. And, and, again, a parabolic move. But he's doing a fantastic job. And we've got to hand it to him. And he's getting away from just Keytruda. I think he's terrific. Uh, remarkable. He's got new drugs. So, I mean, Merck is a real driver. In, uh, look, Pfizer's an anchor to lead with. Merck's, Merck's a real driver. What, what I think is so interesting is you know, you've got Pat Gelsinger with a giant position in Mobileye, and it, 88%, and the stock's only down to 85 cents. Mm -hmm. People are sensing this PC refresh that's coming from Microsoft. And some people, it's starting to dawn on people, well, wait a second. If I need, if there's a button that they're going to put on, I'm going to have to buy that PC. Uh, I think that, that HP Inc. being only up two cents is kind of ridiculous, given the fact that they're probably, I mean, if we called Enrico Loris right now, and I'm waiting, please call Enrico Loris, <laughs> Siri Meta. Yep. Uh, but that that's the principal beneficiary. Uh, you know, sells at eight times earnings. Kind of interesting. Well, uh, Dell is really not that far from all-time highs. It's been yeah, well, Dell's got a, lot, a complex, uh, really complex, terrific uh, set of order books that includes much more enterprise, and I really, really love Dell. I, I, I'm a big fan of Michael Dell. I think he's fantastic. Uh, we've uh, paid a lot of attention to transports. Uh, XPO gets an upgrade today uh, over at Wells. They go to overweight. It's been the winner. It's been the winner. And Old, I, Old Dominion's been okay. Too. And I think City too makes FedEx a, a top pick for the year. Well, you know, F FedEx we have to recognize just missed. I mean, let's give it a little breathing room. I mean, it did miss, uh, but it just shows the love affair. And I think a lot of that may be driven by the Adobe numbers this morning of, about online commerce, mm -hmm. uh, which is just showing no end whatsoever. 
And that's Amazon. By the way, Amazon, how much is it down today? I'm waiting. Some of these guys, are, want, someone's going to break ranks and downgrade Amazon. And they will be wrong, but they will downgrade Amazon. And I say they'll be wrong because if I'm going to have to pay $3 not to have commercials, well, bring it on. I'll pay $3. Uh, Amazon, back to the 50-day for the first time since, say, November, this, early November. This is Andy Jassy's chance to be able to line up with Lilly and get that health care uh, system going where you get a big break with Prime. This is his chance, and I'm not sure Andy's watching. He's a tremendous guy. But if you want to get back into this game, well, he is in the game. But Amazon is the way that you might want to get the the Lilly drugs. Uh, There has been some work this week done on what ads may do on Prime to revenue, maybe as much as $5 billion a year. And then there's a piece in JPM uh, this morning, Doug Amwith, on Netflix, arguing that paid share is a dynamic that's going to last several quarters. Well, it turned out that they were brilliant again. I mean, Netflix, you know, remember when Reed Hastings, uh, well, became not the operating guy, and people said, well, who are these new guys? These new guys are just as good, and I have to hand it to Sarandos. He's amazing. Although Plus, you, again, nice. Yeah, although you saw the journal piece this week on how cancellations and churn are, are up, right, as, as the streaming bills mount. As well, the there, there is a problem with streaming bills. They are big, but I, I think that if you aren't in Netflix, then you, you, know, you we're talking, uh, you, you know, Netflix is still, hey, guys, did you watch X? And, uh, and the answer is no, then you're excluded from all conversations until you get to Apple Plus, And that's, oh, Tim Cook doesn't know what he's doing. I forget, forget slow horses. Forget what he's got going. People talk about this stuff. People talk about Netflix. Yes. So it's very hard to not have Netflix. Let's cancel other things. Let's not cancel Netflix. Uh, back to 4,700 here, Jim. I saw some technicians last night. Mark Newton's a good example, arguing that if you could hold 4,665, maybe this begins to revert back to the upside Look, in the coming I days. I do think that the S&P is okay. I just don't want – I think the MAG-7 is a bit of a, of a source of funds for the S&P because the S&P's got a lot of stocks that are – Historically, like use the Home Depot, for instance. If Home Depot, if, if we do have a norm, more normal economy, you should be buying Home Depot. I also think we're going to see, I, I, look, I know that this Microsoft button has just kind of been thrown out there. But Copilot, when I spoke with Microsoft, I was kind of like, guys, would you please not make this an enterprise? Would you please make it so the consumer is going to have it? Now, I'm not saying that's what they did. I am saying that they probably had it in the works. And this is the way we will all use AI because it's so easy. Do you think this feeds a big hardware refresh? Yes. Because that would be news. Yes, I do. And I think that people are ignoring it today, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Microsoft, uh, Chapel Trust name, and Microsoft's been just a huge winner, and that's one of the stocks that has is, that is actually held up better. But this is just one more example of Microsoft being aggressive. And remember, they did get Sam Altman, who, by the way, when I heard him speak, he's a bit of a visionary. I mean, when he speaks, it's like you're really doing your best to try to keep up with him. Um, yeah, Mel Nadella did say we're going to make Alphabet dance. Right? Yes. And so a lot of people argue that Nadella that's exactly like, what know, they've he, done. He's a velvet fit, you know, velvet glove fist. I mean, <laughs> yes. you have to love his style. And Amy Hunt, another CFO who is totally, who's captivating and understands that if we get this from the enterprise to the individual fast, we will own the generative AI for the individual, which there's a lot of people. Yeah. Refresh, uh, refresh, refresh. You got to keep thinking. Refresh. That's I mean, why AMD's up. Speaking of Mag7, Tesla's trying to defend 240. Interesting piece, Jim, on BYD, where short interest is starting to climb highest levels since September, as even in China, there's some debate about the longevity of the EV curve. I think that everybody has to be faced with that. Uh, 
I, I don't want to BYD. You know, it was interesting. The piece the other day, the Jonas piece says that you know, Tesla could team up with BYD. Right. But, you know, that's Jonas. I mean, one of the things I love about Jonas is like, well, hey, let's come up with this idea. <laughs> and, and then, but then he reads it like, oh, that makes sense. So maybe there's like why, why it could happen. Okay. I'm sure he, he never makes anything idle. He's, a, he's an incredibly hardworking person. Uh, meantime, we're not done with the macro. Let's get some PMI uh, from Rick Santelli. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Yes, these are the December final reads for SP Global Service and Composite PMIs. Uh, the mid month read was 51.3. It improved by one tenth of 51.4 on the services side, still remains at the best level since July. And if you look at the composite, it lost a tenth where the service side gained a tenth. So it moved from mid-month 3 to 51 to 50.9, 50.9. That remains also the best level since July. And we see that both composite and services have had above 50 readings, Carl, for 11 of the 12 months of 2023. The only month both of them were under 50 in contraction territory was in January of last year. We see interest rates have moved up on the data this morning with claims, and they continue to hover right under 4%, which, of course, we crossed over intraday yesterday in tens. Squawk on the street will return after a short break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. You are going to see sporadic uh, stands being made by MAG7, but one of the non-MAG7 stocks that was really terrific last year was Boeing. And uh, Boeing has now pulled back nicely. And I think this is count. This, I'm sorry, this Deutsche Bank piece today. Still early cycle. Uh, those of us who have followed Boeing for the last 30 years know that when they get the cycle going, it's not a one-year thing. It's four or five years. So there's a stock that's come down that I think you can say, you know what? That's a viable not going to get a downgrade Boeing. You're going to get many people saying upgrade or that you should buy versus, say, Apple, where you're just like every come in every day. And it's like, you know, hit me, hit me again. <laughs> you know, you're hitting on a 19 with that one. Uh, yeah. Deutsche names both Boeing and GE. As I their thought that was great. GE is still a great stock. People don't understand. Larry Colt, he's a miracle worker and he's fixing the even the wind segment. Uh, I just think these are two stocks that you can go to in, in the decline because they are down a little and the cycles are long and people are still traveling. So, there. It, it kind of rhymes with what, again, Ed Yardeni said, that maybe the first half stalls out on an index level, but the broadening of the market will be healthy there's, long term. There's true broadening. I mean, look, when someone recommends Truist, I mean, <laughs> that's like, just like, are you really going to go there? I mean, doesn't Truist have a, you know, don't they have a whiskey barrel problem? I mean, people do these cool loans. Uh, I, I find that that the broadening in the financials is really terrific because it's not fintech. It's real banks. Yeah. It's real lending, which is really good. To that point, well, two things. Roth has a list of potential IPO candidates this year, and on it are things like Chime uh, and Klarna, for example, a lot of fintechs in there. The other is this downgrade of PayPal, which we didn't mention. Well, yeah, that's just a competitive thing. They just don't have it right now. I think that the CEO uh, who's out of Intuit could be able to do something. Chris, I, I like him, but the problem is why not be in a firm, which you got both the short squeeze and good numbers. And I don't ever recommend a stock over short squeeze, but I happen to like Max Levin. And, uh, the CEO, and I do think their buy now, pay later is, is a democratizing event that has does not have an increase in bad loans uh, versus what I thought they would.
would have, uh, given the fact that the Fed moves so quickly. Really quick, uh, while I've got you, uh, these comments from EOG on the tape just now, uh, that growth in oil and gas this year probably can't match last year's, No, don't really see the need to increase oil field activity. You think that's a comment about demand? I don't know. I think EOG marches to the beat of a different drum. Very, very conservative. Uh, because they then all say exploration is more robust than it's ever been. I think that what matters more than what EOG says is these acquisitions. So you get Exxon buying uh, Pioneer. You know, maybe they just decide to go you know, just pedal to the metal. Uh, so we don't know. I, I happen to like EOG very, very much, but they may not be the consensus here. How about tonight? Okay, so I have Lisa Gill on tonight, who is the person who runs the J.P. Morgan conference, and I never have analysts on. The reason I have her on is because this conference is the most market-moving conference of the year, and let's find out. Now, it's interesting. Lily is not doing well today, and I think some of that is is that they spent half the time, I mean, not up 10 or something, uh, telling you, listen, if you're counterfeiting or if you're using this stuff for for cosmetic, forget about it. It, it is going to be used by people who can demonstrate that diet and exercise is it working? Right. That's an important, uh, two big important it's, it's, stories. These are like drugs. I mean, when I go over the schizophrenia drug to Bristol Myers, and maybe that's the one that works and doesn't put on 100 pounds. I mean, those weight gains make it so people stop taking the drugs. That's the key issue for schizophrenia in drugs. Schizophrenia is a horrible disease. Uh, we chopped some wood uh, this morning, Jim. That was good. Yeah. Nice solid hour. Yeah, and news. remember, broadening out is good, okay? Don't fret if Apple's down. It's okay. You don't have to go to Teladoc if Apple's down, all right? <laughs> or Lily Direct. I'm going to go to Lily Direct because Apple's down. See what they have to say for me. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Bad right. Money, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll take a quick break here with the markets. Holding 4,700, Dow's up 135. We're back in two. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.